this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've, I've listened this to Tyler. enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right. But let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem. To be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. Mm. Mm. Tyler from Spartanburg. Man, listen. Tyler wasn't telling no lies, though. (laughs) If you want to be honest about it, Tyler wasn't lying. Davo said, you people. (laughs) He basically said, you people. What people you talking about, Davo? You people. Man, listen. The appreciation. Tyler said, hey, man, why you 4-on-4 and we paying you? With 11 M's? Come on, man. 11. He said, how dare you, sir? (laughs) You got some (laughs) nerve. The unmitigated gall. (laughs) The audacity of you people. All right. Oh, man. man. Oh, that boy, that boy, a fool. I would say, welcome near, welcome far, welcome all. Is that, it's that kind of close. It is close. Shout out to Unk, man. We got we got Unk in spirit today. Yeah. We are running the two-man weave. Uh, if you check us out on the YouTubes, and I, I think we'll probably put it up on Instagram. The man Unk is here in spirit. He's here. Um, me and Breeze, uh, I am Pump. We are running the two-man weave today on the Somebody Said Podcast, episode 136. I believe so, yes. I believe so. We got some things to talk about today. Um, of course, as Uncle would say, let's shout out our sponsors first. We are sponsored by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official beverage of the Somebody Said Podcast. Um, okay, summer's over. Hurricane season hasn't been very active in Florida. Oh. Uh, knock on wood, but you know you can still get you some good red lady. It's it's football season. Oh yeah, oh, oh. you could definitely get you some red lady. The weather's been fantastic lately. Yes, like night, like mild, like yeah. mid to low seventies. Nice. Tonight is gonna get down into fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Man, like in the evening time, mm-hmm. pour you up some lady. Why not sit out on your porch, mm-hmm. enjoy this nice weather? Like it's perfect for that lady. It is. It perfect. is. And speaking of of being on your porch. I think we're also sponsored by Window to Wall Solutions. We are. Good week. Good week. Let's Take me to the queen. Nice. Good week, huh? Good week, man. We're. Get, I was laying. I've been laying sod the okay. past two days, which means that we are this close. Doing it yourself. Yes. Nice. Good old manual labor. Hey man, listen, ain't nothing like the like like the owner actually getting out there and getting his hands literally getting his hands. No, dirty. literally, bro. Yeah. Like my fingernails were disgusting yesterday. I know it sounds like real like yeah, and, and real you, like uppity. I and guess plus you also got that like one coke nail. So it's not a coke nail, it's bro. Pretty much what it it's is. It's just a long pinky nail. But I actually cut my nails like last night. My fingernails were disgustingly nasty, and so after I scrubbed my hands to get all the dirt out, do you have a scrubber? I went and like, cut all my. Do you have a fingernail scrubber at home? I mean, the wife has one, but I didn't even, I'm talking like scrub, like mm-hmm. soap and water, like just to get all the dirt out. I don't like my fingernails being dirty. Oh, trust me. I get that. That's, that's, that says a lot about you. That's like, I agree. Black Air Force kind of people. Pretty much. You people. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the you people. That is the you people moment. <laughs> that is the you we are also sponsored by Miss Peanut, uh, the first and official gourmet peanuts of St. Petersburg, Florida. Man, I need another bowl. Uh, he actually came through. Bro, he came through over the weekend uh, to the crib. Brought some bowls through. What? Yeah, had a little had a little soiree. Actually, no. Let me let me not do that. Breeze, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was actually pretty chill. Didn't do a whole lot. I was in town. Mm-hmm. Miami Miami played a home game, but I, I can't go to all of them. Like the wife is cool, but she's like, let's have some balance, bro. I, I, I she it. didn't even say it. Thankfully, I was you know wise enough. You know, Amen. to be like, let me not go right back down to South Florida for another weekend. But chill weekend, it was pretty solid. That's actually pretty nice. I mean, because there's not a lot of wives that'll just let their husbands just randomly take trips every weekend to South Florida. It is four hours away, and I bought season tickets. I mean, there's some shout out to the Fox. <laughs> shout right. shout like out it. to my baby. I like it. Um, my week was chill. So again, 
uh, you know, Reno bought some bowls through, had a little um, gathering at the crib. Yeah. Uh, Pump turned 40. Milestone. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I know. It's, it works. Man, listen. When I tell you I have been holding that in the tuck all year. How did I not think of that? Listen, I have been waiting literally 10 months. I, I'm actually disappointed in myself that I didn't think of it. Yeah, man. Man, yeah, so you're a man. I'm officially in there, man. I'm you officially a man. A man. I'm not a kid no more. Look at you. <laughs> hey, Big dog, no puppies. Big dog status. <laughs> no puppies. I'm fresh off the porch. <laughs> Oh, All right, man, man. Listen, so we we definitely have a pack show. Um, on top of that, I want you guys to also uh, hit up the website sspsports.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting into the thick of the, the the foolishness of college football season, which we'll touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's going to be some thoughts. You probably will have some thoughts. Oh, or yeah. you might have some thoughts. I got thoughts. I probably won't write about them, which is fine. That's the I mean, status quo. Let's be honest. This is this camera on me. <laughs> Status quo, man. Um, also, want you to follow and subscribe. Hit up the um, the IGs. Hit up the Twitters or the mm-hmm. X, depending on what era of the world that you're in. I mean, there is the Facebook. I think I actually grew up on the Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah, when it started, it was the Facebook. Oh, I didn't know. And that. then they just dropped the "the" there. Not Ohio State, apparently. Interesting. Who we'll talk about. <clears throat> All right, Breeze. Foreshadowing. Where do you want to get started? I mean, we got some. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I feel like we should just not bury the lead. Let's go right just into. Go ahead and rip the bandaid yeah, off. Let's do it. Man, let's do it. College football. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. <sighs> so the 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 earlier mid birthday gift that I got was the college football playoffs. <laughs> The first ones of the year, which, um, you know, some of some of the shows that I've been watching or some of the podcasts that I've been listening to kind of wasn't surprised to see, um, you know, who we got um, at the same time. Eh. I was surprised on one one thing. OK, um, so clearly, if you don't know by now, Ohio State, they actually lead it off. They are ranked number one. They are followed by Georgia at number two. They have Michigan ranked at three, Florida State coming in at number four, and then the first two out, we have Washington and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all honesty, the, the top six that we see, not too much surprise there. Um, I, I personally thought those are the same ones that we would see. Mm-hmm. The order, not so much. Again, yeah. you want to try to justify it, cool. We'll kind of try to break down some of this stuff. Breeze, give me your initial thoughts and and, and some of your your breakdown on it. I mean, I'm gonna just go ahead and get right to it. Go Ohio it. State being at number one. Um, so I actually got a, I got a, yeah. our, our guy Mike Stifler, who okay. has come on the show before to do mm-hmm. a, a a college football preview pod with us to talk about the Buckeyes. He he came on my desk. I was at work today. He came by with a with a big old Cheshire cat grin. Of course, only because he knows it's funny. Mm-hmm. He's like it, it's it's funny, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's you know everybody's. Flipping out and upset about Ohio State being number one. I mean, I'm not upset about it because I knew they would be in the top three, mm-hmm. and I'm so I'm not shocked by that. But the fact that they're ahead of Georgia, I thought was a little surprising. I'm not surprised they put them over Michigan one because they have a better resume than Michigan. Michigan has played nobody, correct? So now, to Michigan's credit, they have blown the doors off of everybody that they've played, which means also they've correct. done everything they're expected to do thus far. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State has a better resume at the moment than Michigan, so I'm not surprised they're ahead of Michigan. Being ahead of Georgia, I thought was a little surprising, especially because Georgia is starting to actually look like Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like if this was three weeks ago, when Georgia kind of stumbled out the gate a little bit to Auburn, they looked a little sleepy in some games. All right, cool. Georgia's starting to look like Georgia, so now dinging them and putting them at number two, I thought was kind of odd. I also think maybe they're kind of teeing up some some opportunity to make movement later in the year because Georgia's about to go on a run of playing several ranked teams, starting with Missouri this week. Mm -hmm. They still got to play Tennessee, who's still ranked. So I wonder if they're kind of teeing that up. But Ohio State being number one is the biggest talking point Um, to me. That's the biggest thing. And then the other thing I would say that I thought they did well, and I'm actually happy they did it, Washington and Oregon being five and six. Because to me – those are the the two next best teams in the country. And like they're both really, really good teams. And if yeah. either one of them gets in, I 
fully believe that they will be competent and competitive and they deserve it. Okay. I'm 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 not gonna get into where you think I'm gonna get into. No, 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 actually kind of disappointing. No, it's not. It's just, I'm, I don't want to be that guy. Okay, right, you always tell me don't be that guy, pal. You're, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> yeah, um, because to me, I feel like it's a it's an overall conversation. The 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 criteria sometimes the criteria to me when it comes to the college football playoff one, I like how they switch out the committee every year and. They try to make it seem like, oh, well, no, we've got fresh blood in here. It's like, mm. eh, no, is it people who are committed and dedicated to college football every year? No. So just bringing up. Well, I think one time Condoleezza Rice was on the committee. She was. Yes, why, she was. Why was Condi on there? The tri dealt herself. She know people. I, She's plugged in. Sure. I guess. Because <laughs> your secretary of state means that, hey, I can vote on college football. She got some clout. It makes no sense. So, again, even the criteria that they vote on to me it's almost as confusing as as the the New York uh, bestsellers list which oh, if, yeah. if you ever done the research on it one they don't tell you what the full criteria is there's okay. like a handful of criteria they tell you and then there's like a kind of a hidden list okay which is very interesting I can see that which i feel is kind of like with the college football playoff it's like well if you're stacking this now and they're putting ohio state number 1 based off of well they have the two best wins out of any of those teams yeah Right, they beat Notre Dame. They beat Penn State. If we're looking at them, it's like, okay, well, how are you judging this? Because right now we're looking at Notre Dame. Like, okay, do you look at it as where they're ranked at the time? Are you just rating ranked wins? Are you looking at their full body of work, or is it because well, you beat the number whatever team at that point in time? That's a good question. Which, in a way, now goes to the reason why. Okay, fine. If you want to punish Georgia, punish Michigan. Okay, I get it. They haven't really played anybody, especially Michigan. Yeah. Right. We talked about when when uh when Ant when Sweet Milk was on at the beginning, man, we talked Sweet. about Georgia. I talked to him this week. My man. I think you and Unc went in. That's the first thing you guys said. You guys schedule is so weak. Yep. Okay, well, fine. Now go to number four. Well, Florida State played the number five team in the country. At the time. Right? Yeah. I think Clemson. Or they at nah, least they weren't, they weren't ranked. ranked yet. No, nah, they had fallen out. But of they the started rank. wherever they, they started were. Top fifteen. Cool. Now all of a sudden we did play number sixteen Duke. So yeah, they were did. ranked. Now if you think that well Duke is weak and they didn't do this and now you're trying to get into the the, the nitty gritty of the the nitpicking mm-hmm. of who you're who you're beating. There's still a chance that Miami and Florida might be ranked. It's possible by the time Florida State plays them. So at that point. Florida State plays four ranked teams. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, right? If Florida showed out any more against Georgia, if they do whatever they do, again, there's, there's a lot of ifs and what ifs to this whole thing, which I don't like because we watch Penn State. Penn State don't look that great. Until they're playing. They don't look great against Ohio State. They look great against everybody, everybody else. Everybody right? Else but in all honesty, if you don't think that Penn State or, or whoever is that good, even Notre Dame, who did struggle against Duke, and they lost he, to Louisville. They lost to they Louisville. They got their doors blown off. Right? But if you don't think that Duke is that good, but they competed against Notre Dame, mm-hmm. who now you're giving Ohio State credit for beating, well, what does that say about Florida State, who, well, up until the fourth quarter, well, Florida State ran away with they them. They run away. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that I'm looking at. Like, okay. So I also, I think you kind of, kind of alluded to, and I'll close it out on this, that I feel like they're setting it up. Michigan and Ohio State got to play. Yep. So at that point, well, do we expect Ohio State to get their doors blown off? Uh, I think Michigan's gonna handle Ohio State. I don't think. Really? I don't think Ohio State's that good. Really? I, I think they have. A, I think they have a good defense. Okay. I think they have a really talented wide, wide receiver, receiver <laughs> and yeah. a quarterback who we saw play against Penn State, and that boy was cheeks. He was he was mid stinky. He was garbage. And in all yeah. honesty, the two best teams that they played against, quote unquote, two best teams, their offense put up a total of what, forty three points. Is it that much? They they put up seventeen against Notre Dame. Thirty seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirty seven. So total. Yeah. So this is the team that you think is going to beat Michigan or Georgia or Florida State? That ain't going to cut it. Yeah. So. If Michigan wins, 
they have a reason now to drop Ohio State really no further than three. Nah, I, I see what you're getting at. I do think because because what they did do is they put Oregon at number six, mm-hmm. who is the best one-loss team in the country. Correct. Right? Because they're right behind Washington. So everybody in the top five is undefeated. Correct. So now you can tee it up to where, okay, well, maybe Ohio State drops to five. Mm-hmm. Washington moves up. Everybody scoots up one. Mm-hmm. Washington slides into four. Ohio State slots in in between Washington and Oregon at the then number five spot with an opportunity to play their way back in because in case somebody in front of them loses, mm-hmm. right? In case somehow Georgia maybe loses the Alabama and SEC championship if mm-hmm. it plays out that way or Florida State happens to maybe lose against North Carolina in the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can just slide Ohio State right back up in there. Right Now, this is what I will say to cap for them a little bit. First of all, let me go ahead and do my annual campaign. Not annual. This is mm-hmm. almost like bi-weekly at this point. Okay. This is Pac-12 the Breeze B- coming out? No, 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 no. It's not okay. Pac-12 okay. The BCS should be choosing the top four teams. I, how long have I been saying this to you? Because we've been, we've been hand in hand. Come on, man. We've been hand in hand on step that one. Step by step, day by day. Okay. Step by step, day by day. Day by day. On, you feel me? <laughs> yes. No. So the BCS should be choosing the top four teams because it mm-hmm. takes all of the metrics into consideration and it removes the feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't want feelings deciding who should be in the playoff. I don't want you to feel like Ohio State has done this mm-hmm. or feel like Florida State hadn't done that. Just give me the numbers. Mm-hmm. Just put the numbers in. Let the algorithm do what it does, and it will tell you the top four teams in the country. And I am willing to bet dollars the donuts. It will probably be right, okay. right? Because I'll, 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 I'll pose this question to you, right? If if Ohio State does lose to Michigan, right, mm-hmm. and let's say at that point them and Washington, Washington runs the table and they're good, yep, right? Or or Oregon. Matter of fact, let's let's go Oregon, okay, right. Let's say Washington falls off now. Oregon should jump them. Yep. Oregon runs the table. They're good. They're a one-loss team. Yep. Are you now looking at the criteria? Who has the better wins? Oregon's not going to have better wins than Ohio State. I disagree. I think Oregon will have way better wins than than Ohio State. Who? At the end of the year, Oregon over Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're going to play more ranked teams because the Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten right now, top to bottom. It, so, Currently, the Pac-12 has six ranked teams, mm-hmm. and Oregon, I believe, will have had to have played all of them, I believe. And Ohio State, at that point, can say, well, we have two top ten ranked wins and, on our resume. Oh, Oregon will also then probably play Washington for the Pac-12 championship. Okay. So Oregon can play their way back in, I think. If, there's a, if there are two one-loss mm-hmm. teams and Oregon wins out, I think Oregon can then have the leg up on Ohio State. Okay. And you have better be, faith in them. Well, the other thing is Penn State is probably going to lose again also to Michigan. Sure. So if that's their best win. Now, if I want to cap a little bit for the, the committee, Ohio State being number one or number two, I'm okay with them being, I would have said number two, because, yes, Penn State was a top ten team. And Penn State, except for when they played Ohio State, has looked really, really good. Okay. So, fine. I'll give you that. And then the Notre Dame thing. Notre Dame has two losses. One of them is to the aforementioned Ohio State, which was a very, very close game. Like I mean, literally down to the last second of the last of the game. So I don't think Notre Dame is a. You can't say that they're a far cry because they literally took them to the final minute, the final second. And then their other loss, in my opinion, and and I think the BCS would take this into consideration too, or it it may not, but I do when I look at it. Notre Dame's second loss came to Louisville, I believe, the next week. No, no, it was two weeks later. So the next week they had to go play at Duke. They win that, which was a ranked matchup at the time. Then they go on the road again, and they play at Louisville. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that when they played Louisville matters to me. I think if they played Louisville in week two, that game probably goes differently. Okay. But, you know, I'll give them. So I think Notre Dame is a top 15 team. They came in at number 15, and I'm cool with them being at number 15 because they have beat USC. Mm-hmm. They have beat a ranked Duke. Yes, they have the loss to Ohio State. They have a loss to Louisville. Both of those teams are ranked ahead of them, which means that they're appropriately ranked. Mm-hmm. You lost to, te- to two teams that are better than you, mm-hmm. and that's okay. To me, that's fine, which means 
what was supposed to happen happened. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to lose to teams that are right ahead of you in theory, okay. and they did. So I'm cool with that, and I think Notre Dame is still a quality win. How how quality is a different conversation. But again, Notre Dame has its own criteria, so I kind of see what they were doing with Ohio State, but it will fix itself. Yeah. I'm with you. That game, the final game, the game, mm-hmm. is at Michigan this year. Yep. I don't know if you want to go and get into the Michigan talk now, but that to me will be that game, the Georgia, Alabama, or whoever Georgia plays in the the SEC championship game, those two those two games will have the most opportunity to shake things up, assuming Michigan otherwise continue to do what they need to do and Florida State continues to win like they're expected to do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, I, I I feel like certain teams, you know, do get punished um, in a way just based off of, you know, where they are. Oh, 100%. You know, again, like the Pac-12, a lot of people think that maybe now the Pac-12 looks fraudulent. I don't think they do. They have a ton of ranked teams. Mm-hmm. But it's the Pac-12. To me, exactly. to me, that's what a lot – well, it's the Pac-12, right? Well, if Florida State is here and then you have Duke that's ranked and you have Louisville that's ranked and you have all these other teams, Miami was ranked for a while – I think again, Clemson. You know, when when people talk about going into Tuscaloosa and winning, because oh well, they had this longest winning streak. Like, okay, well, we've all said that. You know what? This Bama isn't the Bama that we all know and remember. Yep. But yeah. when you go into Tuscaloosa, that means something. Yeah. Okay. Well, how come going into Death Valley and right now that wasn't a four and four Clemson team at the time? At the time, right? Why is that all of a sudden now less valid? Yeah, because again, that defense is still good. Is the offense shaky? Is Dabo shaky? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, but don't think that it's easy to go to Clemson and win. Yeah, no, it's not. No. But again, well, it's the ACC, and this isn't dominating Clemson. Uh, okay, but yeah. but LSU is everybody's favorite, and you think that Ole Miss is really the number ten team in the country? So, and who has played nobody? And here's a perfect example of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I peeped this earlier because somebody sent, I'm in a group chat, and they sent the, the graphic that shows all the ranked teams by conference. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, I think, has six. SEC has six. The Big 12 had two. The ACC had two, I believe. And, and every kind of, and, you know, the, the person made a comment about it. And I was like, well, you know, the, the crappy thing about this entire ranking system is, first of all, we start from a point where nobody knows who anybody is. Right. You this is all that. based off of preseason rankings. We have no idea who anybody is. Mm-hmm. You look at a Tennessee, for example, they were number 11 in the country. They go to Florida, who we now know is an okay at best team, mm-hmm. and get smacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, manhandled. Mm-hmm. They end up dropping. So they were number 11 when they played that game. Their next week, they played UTSA. They fell back to 23. They have not beaten a single ranked team all year, like not one, not one ranked team, and all of a sudden they've just crept their way back up to number seventeen. Mm-hmm. Who has Tennessee beat to say that this is the seventeenth best team in the country? One hundred percent. They haven't beat anybody, but they get the benefit of well, they're in the SEC, which oh, it's a quality loss, right? Because you lost to an SEC team, as opposed to a Miami who also has two losses. Mm-hmm. They started out unranked. Played their way into the ranking, lost to North Carolina, who they were supposed to lose to. Mm-hmm. North Carolina was ranked ahead of them, so they should have lost to them, right? That's what the rankings are. The rankings are supposed to tell us who's better than who. Mm-hmm. So if they lose to a team ahead of them, they then drop to twenty-five, and then of course, inexplicably, actually before that, they lost to they lost to Georgia Tech inexplicably, mm-hmm. and then they were still ranked, lost to a ranked North Carolina who was ranked ahead of them. And then fall out. Well, why did they fall out of the ranking if they lost to a team that you said was better than them? Right. Vegas said was better than them. Now they fall out. But Tennessee, they get their doors blown off by Florida. Then they turn around and they lose, they lose to Alabama, who is better than them. Mm-hmm. And yet they find themselves at number 17. So, again, it depends on where you are yeah. and where this preseason ranking, which is a close your eyes and, and just take and a just shot eight. in the dark. Right. And uh, 18th in the country. Yeah. Well, based on what? Yeah. It's garbage. So, you know, it definitely it depends on who you are, what conference you're in. And yeah. we, we know ESPN has, you know, they're in the and, bed with the SEC and all that. But. And, I, and I, I, I feel like you say the same thing. Again, the, the getting kids up to play 
every week. Yeah. Right? Because you can make that same argument, I guess, in a, in a way with Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. Oklahoma comes into the the season ranked, I think, 20th. Yeah, 20th. They go in and they beat Texas, and it's a great win. They catapult themselves six spots yeah. to number six. Mm-hmm. The next week, they almost lose the US to UCF. Yes, they did. And then they actually do lose to Kansas. Yes, they did. So did they just get themselves up to play a Texas team? A rival. Mm. That's why we always say, like, I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable saying, hey, you know what? We're going to be undefeated going to the ACC championship because we play two rivals at the end of our schedule. Yeah, anything happens against Those Florida State, and Miami. Yeah, anything happens against Florida State, Florida. You never know. So looking at that, I'm like, well, wait, why did why did they almost lose to UCF? Why did they almost? Why did they actually lose to Kansas? Yeah. So now to your point, if I'm looking at, it's like, well, maybe they're not who we thought they were. There's, Maybe. A, there's a reason why, yeah, even though they struggle, mm. okay, fine. Georgia's winning. They're better. Yeah. They're better than who they play. Michigan smacks. They're supposed to. They're doing everything they're supposed to. Yes. Florida State, we almost lost the beat. We didn't lose. But you didn't. Yeah. And then we shut out everybody else. Blown the doors off of everybody else. Everybody else. We took off on LSU. We took off on Duke. We took off on everybody. Yeah. Good teams find ways to win. Yeah. Did we go to overtime against Clemson? Did. Yeah, and a good team found a way to win yeah. late in the fourth quarter. That's what good teams, that's what championship teams do. So now you're getting punished. Well, that wasn't the same Clemson. Man, stop it. Yeah, I mean, I do think, I think Florida State's fine. Florida yeah. State's continue to win. I think I they'll be so. fine sure, because so. you know at least one team ahead of you is going to lose a game. Yeah. Guaranteed. And that team won't get an opportunity to play for their conference championship because they're on the same side of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So they won't be able to get more quality wins mm-hmm. to now catapult somebody who went undefeated. So I think Florida State's fine. And you guys are a big brand. They don't they don't do as much funky stuff with bigger brands unless it becomes a big brand versus big brand and you know both teams are eleven and one and then you know it starts to get weird. Neither team play for the conference championship stuff like that. I get it. So I think you guys are good from that perspective. But yeah, I mean some of it is just some of it is just funky. Okay. It's just funky. Well, I mean, listen, it's going to be fun to watch the, you know, when we get into college football ranking or playoff ranking times, it becomes more, even more interesting than when you just have your regular AP polls. Yeah. And it's going to get, we're going to have a lot of talk about going forward. Um, I kind of want to stay a little bit on college football. Yep. And matter of fact, let's stay on the ACC a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly who Tyler from Spartanburg is. <laughs> and if anybody was wondering, you know, what the intro to the show is, apparently Tyler from Spartanburg called in, was it the, it might have been the Dabo radio show. Yeah, or, so it's a call-in Tiger Talk show yeah, okay. that Clemson does. And he flat out asked Dabo, listen, man, why are we paying you so much to go four and four? Which, hey, man, when when you build a brand up to a certain standard, People are going to question what's going on. Yep. And I think that the, the, you know, the best of who was out there usually can answer that in a diplomatic way. Right. I, I mean, I, 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 I was around when Bobby had to answer those questions. Oof. Now we've seen Nick Saban just get just pissed off, but you know what, when you win 85 championships in yeah. four years, you know, you have a right to do so much. Nicky does what he wants. He does what he wants. He also doesn't turn on the fans. No. Now, Nick Saban might question the media, but he will never question the Crimson Tide faithful. No. That boy Dabo Sweeney said, you know what? You're part of the problem. You people. You people. <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of talked about Dabo and, and, you know, seeing chinks in the armor and seeing a little bit what happens when you can't. You can't survive and live off of just winning anymore. Yeah. And your true colors start showing, even though they knew who you were. They were in denial. But now that you're not winning no more, you know what? You can, something that Race always said, and he said that, you know what? Everybody's cool with their own scent. Hmm. It's true. Right? It's true. You can sit in the pot all day. You're cool with your own scent. Yeah. And that's what Clemson has gotten used to. And now all of a sudden it's like, Actually, it is kind of bad. Mm, it's kind of funky. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this is going with Dabo? Unless he changes how Clemson does, because yeah. Florida State ain't going nowhere. The way Mike Norvell is, is treating that team, and I do think that 
you know, even though we've talked about Miami and what they're doing, there's a lot of teams around him say, hey, this is a new brand of football. Yeah. And if you don't catch up, you're going to get left in the dust. Right now, they're four and four. Yeah. They're getting left in the dust. So what do you see in the future for Dabo? Humble pie. And it's coming one way or the other. Now, he can choose how he gets it. He can choose one plate of, of humble pie, and it'll be a smaller amount. Or if he doesn't choose that smaller amount, there's a much bigger amount that's coming down the pipe. And here's why. The small amount of humble pie first, get with the times. Embrace the transfer portal and embrace NIL. That is where college football is. That is where college football is going, and it's not going to change. That, that ship has left the dock. It's rolling. There's no stopping it, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing you can hope for is that it hits an iceberg and somehow sinks, and I don't see that happen. Way right. too much money tied into it, right? This yeah. is America, this is America mm-hmm. and money moves things. Mm-hmm. So that's not changing. If he accepts that, that's a much smaller amount of humble pie. He can say, you know what? You know, we, we had to revisit our models, the way we do things. I used to feel like that wasn't the Clemson way. Now I, you know, I see that we got to go in a different way. And everybody would say, hey, man, kudos to you, Dabo. Yeah. If he doesn't choose that, the much larger plate of humble pie is getting fired. Because the answers to his problems aren't on that roster. And they're not in that, they're not on that staff. Yeah, and it's getting worse. So you don't have another quarterback to play. Your quarterback fumbles. Per game, yeah. he's got at least a, a turnover game, and clearly went against what you wanted him to do on that last game. Clearly, we'll yeah. we'll pull a, a Willie Beeman and just change <laughs> the play call. Your running backs are not living up to expectations. One of them, Will Shipley, I think had like five six carries in the NC State loss this past Saturday. Yeah. Your wide receiver room is historically bad yeah. from your own standards. You made this quote unquote wide receiver you for the past decade, and now. Those kids ain't getting separation. Miami was clamping them. Let's just call it what it. We was clamping them goofballs. Yeah. Um, your offensive line. This is you never recruited offensive line great. You developed, but now they're not even good, right? And they're there. There's a mix of older and younger. They're not good. Your defense is still elite, but you're about to lose those two linebackers to the NFL. Yeah. You're about to lose your 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 corner, who's arguably the best corner in the country right now, and Nate Wiggins. He's going to the league. Do you you don't have the things to fix your problems already on campus, which means you have to go off campus to get them. That is by way of the transfer portal, because you need to go at least bring another quarterback in to challenge K Clubnick to push him or just flat out take a spot. Yeah. You need offensive linemen out of the portal. You might need linebackers. I don't know what the depth looks like, but I know they got two NFL linebackers right now that are starting who are both going to the NFL. So do you have NFL caliber linebackers behind them? I don't know. What do you have in that cornerback room? What does your safety room look like? I don't even know who the safeties are. So the answers to your problem, because it used to be everything's in-house. We develop in-house. When a guy goes down, we, we promote a guy behind him. When a coach leaves, Tony Elliott goes and takes mm-hmm. the Virginia job. We're going to promote some, an analyst or a position coach on the staff. Everything is in-house. It's the Clemson family. Mm-hmm. Well, the family ain't got what it takes no more. Yeah, it's so cool. he's gonna have to. He's gonna. Eat, he's gonna have to eat some humble pie one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in, in a way, and obviously not this bad. And I think it's because again, maybe you know who, uh, you know who the coach is and who is running that ship. You know, again, when you when you stack great draft class, I mean, a great recruiting class after great recruiting class, we've seen that with what Alabama's done. We've seen their quarterback room. We've seen that picture of quarterbacks or that picture of running backs. That picture of wide receivers. <laughs> I was gonna say the wide and, receivers. And honestly, almost any position you think about. Yeah. Bama has just stacked that class. And so did Clemson for a while. Yeah. So now when you see things changing, okay, well, you got other people, especially around you, or even in the same conference. We can recruit too now. Yeah. And now, even on the Florida State side, you actually have a booster committee that says, hey, you know what? Okay, fine. Yeah, we had some issues with Jimbo, but you know what? Now we're back. Yeah, we're ready to spend some money. And we're going to throw some money. Yeah. And we're throwing some money back into a brand. Yeah. A huge brand. That all it ever needs is investment. 100%. And now all all of a sudden, there's a reason why Florida State is getting these recruits. They're getting these transfers. Yeah. And we're going to, if you're going to run the ACC again, Dabble, you better get, you better get with it. No, a hundred percent. Right. 
like, like, and I'm know. cool if he doesn't. By the way, oh no, no, <laughs> I, I am loving the fact that he's spiraling. Oh, I'm loving the fact that you know he's turning on his own fan base. I'm watching the Hindenburg and I like it. It's fantastic, oh, and I'm I'm very much okay with that. And I, I'm I'm glad that Miami got a piece of that action. I'm glad that we didn't squander an opportunity. Like I feel mm-hmm. like right now, like he's like you know, I hate to use this analogy. Like somebody's getting jumped, mm-hmm. and like that other dude comes in and is like. You know what? He did take my lunch money a year ago. You give him another kick. The fact that both both you and me can say, you know, we got our licks in too. Yeah, yeah like everybody oh, like time. this is the time to get your licks in. Dabo yeah. has been running his conference and running mm-hmm. his mouth mm-hmm. and been brash mm-hmm. and been loud and everybody's been waiting to get a piece. I'm glad that we got a piece of it, and I want everybody who gets an opportunity to get a piece. There, I don't know if you looked at the rest of their schedule. I don't know if you're aware of who they will be playing the rest of the year. Real quick, I just want to share it mm-hmm. for those listening on podcast and watching on YouTube. Clemson is currently four and four. Mm-hmm. They play Notre Dame this week. <laughs> then they play Georgia Tech, who has beaten North Carolina. They okay. were given a win against Miami. They play North Carolina and they play South Carolina. They could lose three more games. I believe that. They could end up being five and seven. Now they very well could also win these games because they are talented. They could end up five and seven. That would be glorious. I wouldn't be mad at that. It would be glorious. Dabo doesn't make a bowl game? The mighty Dabo? Bring it on. And this is the last thing I want to say about it. Mm -hmm. Clemson fans, remember who you are. Because when I was growing up in the 90s, nobody talked about Clemson football. No. They were scrappy. Sure. They were scrappy. They were a team you scheduled for your homecoming. (laughs) I think they averaged like six and six. Like, Clemson was not a football, they're not a powerhouse, they're not a blue blood. I think we all seem to forget that. I think we all, yeah. we all for some reason, think that, that Clemson was Alabama, that once used to be mm. this great program, and Bear Bryant, and he had mm-hmm. the most titles of anybody out there, yeah. and then they go through their lean years, and they just, they just you know, resurrect the program. Yeah. That is not Clemson football. No. They've hit on a fluke. I hate to do this to you, it's almost like the Bulls getting Jordan. Other than those Jordan years, the Bulls are not a powerhouse in the NBA. Nope. Aside from Dabo, Clemson is not a brand name like that. And just as fast as he came up, mm-hmm. he could fall off and y'all go back to being nobodies. 100%. So I just want to throw that out there for Clemson folks. You've gone on a fantastic run, and they very well may continue to run. Like, he can fix these things very quickly if they continue to be a dominant force. But don't forget where you came from. Yeah. I mean, well, again, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If it continues to go in the direction that's going, I'm not going to be mad at it. Nope. I'll be happy to see it. Um, closing out on college football, I know you're going to have some really good pickums coming up. Um, there's some good games coming up, and I know you're going to have your randoms. Again, you mentioned Notre Dame, number 15 Notre Dame at Clemson. Uh, number one, Ohio State. We'll call them number Man. one. Um, they play Rutgers. That should be easy for them. Um, as far as the rank side, we got number 12, Missouri, against number two, Georgia. I think that people are giving Missouri way too much hype. I think Georgia's going to beat the brakes off of Missouri. See it. Um, Oklahoma, number nine, plays Oklahoma State. Eh, mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Should be an interesting game. Um, anything else? Washington, Cal- USC. Washington, USC, which uh, at this point, and I, I know Unc asked you about how you feel about, you know, just shutting down. Uh, yeah, nah, man. And shutting down Caleb. Do those guys really want to play anymore? Do they have anything to play for? I hope that they do because I would love to see, you know, two Heisman winners go back and forth. Yeah. I would love to watch that. Um, And then to round it off, number 14, LSU, and number eight, Bama in Tuscaloosa. So, yeah, boy. I think 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 that game is going to sway a lot of things potentially with the college football playoff, right? So, again, LSU beats Bama. Huh, you like Bama? Maybe that sways something more for number four, Florida State. Maybe. If Bama wins, maybe that sways something for somebody else. Texas. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. College football, man. Well, yeah. well you got one, one big thing. Yeah. We got to talk about the Wolverines. Oh, yeah. My bad. All right. We're, we, we don't have to belabor. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go Right? Go. Everybody's paying attention to all the stuff going on with Michigan mm-hmm. and the, the sign-stealing mm-hmm. scandal, you know, um, this is what I this is what I want to say. I don't I don't need to share with anything. I don't need to share anything that anybody hasn't heard already, right? About the ev- evidence coming out and the investigation, and all that. This is one thing I just want people to remember. Okay. Nothing is going to happen to Michigan this year. Correct. 
So they come out the CFP rankings number three. Michigan knows what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. We live in Florida. We can see a oh. summer storm miles away. Come on, man. You can see it rolling in off the Gulf. Destiny's Child's first album. Right okay. On the wall. Okay. Michigan, the only thing Michigan can do, and this is what I would be doing if I was Harbaugh, I would cheat more. I would do whatever it takes to win the national championship this year. And, and what you showed me before we started recording – you showed we, – we looked at the list of championship winners. Yeah. And on the side was the, was the list of Heisman winners, mm-hmm. right? And in 05, there was a guy who won it, mm-hmm. and there's a line through his yeah. name. Reginald Bush. And everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And they cannot undo what Reggie did on that field. Mm-hmm. I don't care what those people in suits who work in a desk and try to tell us about college football, mm-hmm. they ain't got to tell me nothing. Nope. My eyes saw Reggie Bush do what he did. He was the Heisman winner. Absolutely. If Michigan goes out and they win this national mm-hmm. championship, the NCAA will come back and strip them of it. Sure. But you won't come back and t- name somebody else the champion. That means Michigan, I want a natty. That means Michigan won a natty. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Harbaugh and I know the hammer's coming down, mm-hmm. I'm cheating to cheating the more. full extent. Because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna punish me anyway. Yeah. Y'all are gonna y'all gonna y'all gonna bury me anyway. So you know what? I'm gonna give you a reason to bury me. You Man, you listen. thought the sign stealing was bad? Okay, now watch what I'm finna do. And I'm gonna win a championship, and you'll never be able to take that from me. The scene, the scene in house party where a kid and old girl are, are walking home. And he's like, I'm already, I mean, yeah, you can only get punished once. Yeah. I might as well stay out. Bro. I'm going to stay out all night. You might as well max it out. Might as well. Michigan, I think, is going to do any and everything it takes to win this natty because it's going to be a while before they get another chance to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're about to get buried. Mm -hmm. When the FBI is on your campus, you're in trouble. But... They can if you go out and you win it on the field. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's it's, it's bonkers. Because there's not more important things in the world. Uh, we all know that. <laughs> I don't know what they actually do. But anyway, yeah. yeah I, if I'm Michigan, I'm doing whatever it takes to win a national championship this year. And I will deal with whatever sanctions or whatever mm-hmm. comes later. You're going to yeah. bury me anyway. So, you know what? At this hey, point. Did the kid pass curfew? Let's, hey, man. Let's go. <laughs> I would. I'm running it up. I'm dancing all night. And then Harbaugh is going to go take the Oakland, the, the Vegas Raiders job. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, that's enough college football. Um, take a quick pause, and we'll come back with. Honestly, we're just we're not going to plan anything. Let's just go off the rails. All right, let's do it. All right. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly. It's fantastic. All right, man. There was early in the NBA. Um, too early to tell who's gonna do what. However, there was already some movement. Uh, the strip clubs in LA are about to get worked. <laughs> that's it's terribly true. They're about to, hey man, it's about to get loose. It's so true. Man, listen. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers uh, pulled off a trade and they sent PJ, uh, 76ers sent PJ Tucker and James Harden, the disgruntled James Harden, uh, to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, uh, Nick Batum, Covington, and two picks. Mm-hmm. Breeze, did anybody actually win this trade? <laughs> That's, that's that's honestly the first question I want to ask. I mean, yeah. I mean, there were some names that were moved, yeah. but did anybody really win the trade? I'm gonna say the Sixers won by default. Okay, <laughs> you uh, you win by default. All right, um, to quote Dave Chappelle, because they got rid of the distraction of nothing else. Mm-hmm. Right at this point, the whole Daryl Morey versus James Harden thing was just a distraction. Yep. Philly is on its. I think on his last legs of trying to win a championship based around Embiid yeah. and really it's just Embiid, yeah. I guess. I mean, the trust of the process is over at this is point. Is Maxi the next best player on that team, if I guess? If that's the case, that's not going to cut it. 
I don't think so either. But I do think they won by removing the distraction of James Harden and him squabbling with the with the general manager. I think they're both goofballs, by the way. Harden gets a lot of the flack, but Moore does a lot of goofball stuff too, and he deserves some flack. But I think they won by that. And I also, they needed some depth. Like, that bench is short, mm-hmm. and they needed, especially in the East, you need wing defenders. Mm-hmm. You need bodies to throw at Boston, right, to throw at Brown and to throw at Jason Tatum. You know, I think you need bodies to throw at Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I mean, you mix it up with bigger guys and smaller guys and wings and, you know what I mean? Like, you just – so now picking up Marcus Morris, who maybe can guard, give you a yeah. few quality minutes on yeah, Giannis, he's right? Like, he's give you more on D than anything. You so. know, he's got some old man strength to him, and, you mm-hmm. know, he can he can stretch the floor a little bit as a stretch four. You you bring in a Robert Covington who's a three and D guy, right? So I think you kind of you 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 wash giving up PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. but a Robert Covington who's maybe I think he's a little bit younger too. PJ's uh, getting up there, yeah. And then you mean bring in a game though, yeah, a mean shoe game. And then you bring out a Nick Batum who's kind of the same type of person off the bench mm-hmm. who can give you some shooting, give you some wing defense. So I think Philly wins by default just because they got rid of James Harden. I dig it. I mean, on the on the flip side, you know, you're looking at LA and and I know how you feel about the Clippers anyway, aka the Flippers. There you go. And to me, it's gonna be a show. Right? You already got what's out there with <laughs> I love how the league now is like forcing the Clippers to play uh oh, George. Play players. Yeah, play yeah. George, play Kawhi. Now you also have Russ who is just trying to salvage whatever he has, you know, left of his L.A. cred. Yep. And now you're going to add James Harden. And there's so many ball-dominant people there. Yeah. Like, like how, it, how is this going to work? Like, 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 in a weird way, I feel like Maury was being funny by choosing the Clippers as the place to send James well, Harden. Well, James said he wanted to go there. No, I get that. He no, has no, to go there. No, no, I get that part. I don't care what James wants. James is going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. But as a GM, you know good and well. Like, uh, so you want me to add you to Paul George and Russ? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and just watch the clown show. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, it's Keystone Cops at that point. <laughs> It, it real deal. So I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to work. That's why, in all honesty, that's why I asked that question. Who won? Because I think that Philly with James Harden is a better team. Yeah. Right. Like clearly, you're more talented. You have you have a, the ability to go down low, inside out. James Harden's going to he can still get buckets. But now with the Clippers, you have a whole bunch of old guys, some that don't want to play that's going to get forced to play. Russ, who says, you know what, I'm going to jack up this three. And James Harden's going to be like, well, I want to jack up the three first. And Paul Jones going to be like, well, guys, it's my team because Kawhi don't want to play. So I should be able to jack up that three. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hilarious way to describe this I mean, thing. it's, it's going to be weird. And the fact that I love that it happened this early in the season because we get to see it play out. Yeah, it'll be there all year. Yeah. Um, I, I, am, I am interested to see how the personalities work because mm-hmm. – James is a big personality. Mm-hmm. Russ is a really big personality as well. Mm-hmm. Paul George is Paul George. I, I I don't know what I don't know if he's a big personality, a small person. I don't know what he is. It's gonna give him a lot for his podcast. Uh, he's gonna have stories to tell on that podcast. It's just fodder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fodder for mm-hmm. the pod. And then Kawhi's Kawhi. Yep. Who's like I really don't care what none of y'all say. Nope. I halfway don't care what none of y'all do. Nope. I'm going to show up in ball, and I just hope that y'all show up in ball, too. So I am very interested to see how this thing plays out because the personalities seem like a very weird blend. Mm-hmm. And to your point, they're all ball-dominant guys. Like, mm-hmm. James Harden is not a spot-up shooter, but that's kind of what he needs to be on this roster because— But can he do it now? I don't know. Uh, you know, Russ, I think, runs the point. He initiates the offense for what I understand, but— when you get in the playoffs, teams are just going to let him shoot. Yeah. I saw teams do it when he was a Laker. You yeah. just let him shoot. Some nights he'll hit and you live with it. Because, you mm-hmm. know, the next three nights, he's probably not going to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul George needs the ball in his hands. And mm-hmm. Kawhi needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. I guess my other question was on this team, who are your perimeter defenders? Because Paul George is coming off another major injury. Kawhi has a deteriorating knee that's never going to be better. James Harden is the matador of the NBA. And Russ 
plays with a lot of effort on mm-hmm. defense, but he also falls asleep on backdoor pass. Like I watch that very, very closely. You cannot count on him night in and night no. out to play high level no. defense for a full forty eight minutes. So I'm just not sure like how it all plays Man. out. Now the the top level talent is absolutely there. Oh, one hundred percent. Again, name wise, yeah. That's a dream team. Just by name. Looks names. like it. Like it's an like, all-star oh, team. Oh, man. You go, oh, my, wow, it's a great team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, five years ago, it's, five a, years it's ago. an amazing now, team. Now, again, <laughs> if 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 Russ could just say, hey, you know what? Let me do what, um, what Steph did when KD came. I'll just play point. Yeah. Let me let Paul George be that guy. Yeah. Let's let Kawhi get his. He can bang down low. He's a little more physical. Do all that. James, play the Ray Allen role. Spot yeah. up. Because you can shoot all day. Yeah. People got to respect that shot. That would be a pretty decent team. I'm not going to say they're going to be great or good. Yeah. I think that would be decent. But there's no way you're going to get anybody to invest in doing that. Yeah, I, that's that's the weird thing. Like, I'm even looking at tonight. Like, the Flippers are playing the Lakers tonight, mm-hmm. which is their Super Bowl. So, they're going to go all out. And mm-hmm. then four of them won't play their next game because, of course, <laughs> Russ already has four shots. Paul George has zero. Like, off the rip. Like, and he's one for four. <laughs> Paul Man, George listen, has zero listen, shots. Again, I, I play that clown. Play that clown music right and now. You, and then you throw James Harden in this mix. I, I just don't. I don't I'm know gonna, how it works. Out. Dribble eighteen seconds off the clock. <laughs> and then, like, what happens to your guys? Like, you know, that uh, Norman Powell that you went out and got. Where do his minutes go? Where do Bones Highland's minute go? Are y'all just playing a lot of small ball, or are you asking Kawhi to play the four a lot, which? Who is he guarding in the West that are fours? Because he could very well find himself banging Spurs. Wimby plays mm-hmm. the four. Mm-hmm. Is Kawhi guarding Wimby for an entire game? No. Good luck with that, bro. Right? You know what I mean? Like so, or like when they played Denver, mm-hmm. like who's guarding mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. and chasing him around, and then and then running Jamal Murray off ball screens? Like I, I would. The, lo- I, I'm. I'm. Listen. I'm just down for the show at this I, I, point. I, yeah. I'm watching yeah. two trains. I'm I'm just down for the for for the crash. Vegas has made them the odds on favor to win the championship. Stop it. Me personally, I'm a Lakers fan. Wait, I'm biased. The Clippers to win the championship? Yeah, they're the they're the odds on favor now to win the chip. I gotta talk to Unc. I'll I'll put fifty. I'll I'll put a hundred on that right now. Do the, they won't win it? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. If I was a bad man, I probably would too. Come on, that's easy money. And also, at the end of the day, it's the Flippers, man. Like, yeah. they've never won anything. Yeah. They've never won a championship. Well, Literally, when they play home games in mm-hmm. our arena, they cover up our banners with just, like, mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. of the players <laughs> and weird stuff. Like, I, I just, I, I'm never, I, I, in my mind, they will always just be the Flippers. And they're never going to win anything. I get it. Listen, I've never seen otherwise. They got 77. Again, they're, they're only five games into the season. They got 77 more to go. We'll see what this team is. We will see. Too early. Um, random, uh, have you watched Wimby at all? I have watched Wimby. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? I see the vision. Okay. And I see the potential. Okay. The biggest thing I, I, I've noticed for him is he's still settling in, right? So this is mm-hmm. way too early, way too early. But he's got to add some strength. Mm-hmm. Like I, was, I watched a little bit of the game. I think it was last night against Phoenix. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And Eric Gordon bumped him. <laughs> like, like he was like he was making a move to the rim and like got a bump from Eric yeah. Gordon and thought he was gonna get a foul call. He didn't. And mm-hmm. like the ball like just like flew out of his hands. Mm-hmm. You can't be getting bumped by Eric Gordon. No. He might have old man strength. You can't get bumped by Eric Gordon. So he's gotta add some strength. He's gotta add some weight. I don't know if he can. That's always the question about guys like that, right? I always go mm-hmm. back to like the minute bowl thing. Everybody yeah. says, well, he could be Giannis. Well, he could be Manute Bowl, right? who never could gain weight no matter what he did. Right. And he's got to settle in. I saw too many times, and this is a weird thing that I, I'm sure Pop will probably figure out. I don't think that team knows who the guy is. Because Devin Vassell, I think his name is. I think it's Devin. Vassell, he's shooting whatever he wants. Now, he shot them into a win last night against Phoenix. He shoots whatever he mm-hmm. wants. Jeremy Sohan is giving me like Dylan Brooks vibes in terms of like I do what I want. I don't care what none of y'all say because mm-hmm. I probably have the biggest personality in the room. Mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson's got to figure out what his spot is now in this whole thing. They gotta, they just gotta figure I'm stuff out. Like, I saw Wimby just standing around the three at times last night. I'm like, 
is that where you should be at? You know, spending a lot of time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it also goes in. Uh, you know exactly how you project him and what his skill set actually is in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Because again, like you know, we've talked about him before, and if you want to compare him to anybody in the league, you got two people that pops into my mind is Bol Bol, yeah, and then there's Kevin Durant. Yeah, and he's not Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant came into the league, and clearly you knew exactly what Kevin was going to do. Yeah, Kevin can lie that he's six nine, six ten. He's seven one. <laughs> no, he is. You're seven one, Kevin. It's <laughs> fine, right? And your and your skill set is ridiculous. You've never seen a guy with that kind of skill set yeah. outside of, in my mind, I, the the, the skill set that Shaq had as, as a as a big man. Was nuts. He just, you know, obviously he didn't have shooting range, right? Right. But you never saw a big man be able to do what Shaq did. Footwork right? was crazy. Shaq could run a fast break. Oh yeah, he did it. Right. Kevin Durant can do whatever he wants on the court. So on the defensive side, I watch Wimby, and it's like, oh no, he can move. He's not stiff. Mm. You know, he's not Manute Bowl. He's not. You, you're not going to get around him. Mm. And even if you try to get around him with speed, he's big enough to get to that spot. Clearly, he's averaging, I think, three blocks and two steals a game. Yeah. On the defensive side, I wish there was a defensive metric that's out there, and I'm pretty sure there's some nerd that's working on it to see how he impacts shots. Oh, yeah, that's out there. Right? Like, Oh, that's definitely out there. How, like, like, you're not going to go to the hole on him, right? And you're not going to drive and try to throw up a float. He's going to get all of that. I think I was telling you, like, the, the one of the best shots that I saw last night was him on a putback. And he's barely off the ground, yeah. right? His head's at the rim, and the person trying to block it is Kevin Durant, who's also barely off the ground. Again, yeah. Kevin, you're not 6'10". <laughs> you're not. Tall, Stop bro. lying, right? <laughs> so on the defensive side, I already know what he is and he can be, especially in today's NBA. Mm. What, are you, what are you realistically trying to get out of him offensively? And I think that he's in the best place that he can because I think that Pop knows basketball and he'll know how to get him to be the best basketball player he can be if he's willing to get there. I just don't honestly know what that ceiling is for him. Yeah, I don't know either. It's funny. They were they asked Kevin Durant, they were saying it during the broadcast last night. He's like, people say that we are the same like body type. And he's like, I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think they are either. Like, it, 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 I get the... Similarly, they're both seven feet tall, mm-hmm. but like even like the way they move is not the same. No, you know, like like the way they're Kevin the Durant doesn't look gangly. No, and yeah. Wimby just looks like he's like all like all limbs. The fact that he came to the the game at Slenderman, yes, Kevin Durant never. You know what? In street clothes, he does because his legs are. Well, what's the character from a Fat Albert? Rudy, remember he had like these long oh, yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's Kevin Durant in street clothes, but when yeah. he's on the court. He never looks awkward. Like, what do I do with my hands? Correct. Right. Wimby looks like that a lot of times. Yeah. No, he does. And so at that point, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what his ceiling is. Um. Uh. So one of the stats, you know, that uh, I'm I'm looking at three steps ba- uh, three steps basket They're saying you know mixed team defense ranks. Uh, Wimbanyama based on how much he prevents the opponents from scoring as a team as well as stopping them on the individual defense more than 96% of players see if, yeah. I mean just his 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 height alone right. affects people like you say they get past him his his length can make up for a pause mm-hmm. um, so yeah he's going to be effective it's just yeah. like how effective are we talking Dang, right yeah. I think it's the question yeah. I don't know all right, man. Listen, there's there's tons of there's, there's tons of basketball to play. Yeah. Um, my Bulls. I don't ask about my Bulls. They're they're the Bulls. Yeah, they're kind of being the Bulls. Yeah. There's nothing there. Um, quick shout out. Um, rest in peace to uh Bob Knight. Yeah, man. Bob Knight passed today. Um, yeah, long time coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, I think what two time national championship winner. I think so. I think it was two. Two. I know he won one with Zeke. I'm pretty sure he won another one. Again, coach, um, coach Michael Jordan, the dream, his first Olympics in '84. Coached that team. Yep. Um, I mean, tons of t- tons of good and bad with Bob Knight. Uh, yeah, one He's of the legacy. Yeah, one of the best Timbers out there, but one of the best winners. And you know, when you think about college basketball, Bob Knight is in there with the Roy Williams, the Dean Smiths, oh, yeah. Coach K's. 
he's one of those guys. So college basketball lost a legend today. So RIP to him. Uh, I think you had something about your guy Messi. You yeah. are rocking. You're rocking the Messi jersey today. Kit, kit, the Messi kit. Yeah, I got on my. I got Excuse on my me, my kit. my FC Barcelona Messi kit. Shout out to the goat. He won his eighth Bayon d'Or, which essentially is the annual award for the best soccer player in the world. Man. Obviously, he won the the World Cup. With Argentina, that was the that was last, first, right? His first yeah. and only. That was the last major milestone for him to hit, and he hit it. So he wins. He wins. Like I said, his eighth. That's a record. Uh, the The award was first given out in 1956. Since wow. then, he's won 12 percent of them. <laughs> All right, he's the goat. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the he is the goat, man. And you he's, know, he's the New York Yankees by himself. Pretty much, yeah. like the, the man is the man is a one man wrecking crew. He's also the first MLS player to win it because technically he's now in the MLS. No MLS player has ever won it. Fair I'm enough. I'm going to roll the dice and say the next thirty years, no other MLS player will ever win it. That's fair. I could be getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in, right. maybe Mbappe comes over before his time. He's Somebody throws him some crazy deal or something. But uh, and Mbappe was was a finalist, and then or, um, uh, Erling Holland. Came in second. Who was who, who who led? I want to I want to say it's Manchester United okay. to win the Champions League. Okay, he right now is like the Giannis of soccer. Gotcha. Like he is a one man wrecking crew. He's big. He's fast. He's physical. He just scores, man. Like Kylian Mbappe is is physically gifted. Mm-hmm. He he's really really fast, and you know he's blowing. He's super skilled. Mm-hmm. Prodigy. Top five player in the world, but Erling Holland is right there too. Right now, Holland to me is arguably the best player in the world. Okay. He's scoring at that type of clip, man. That, that kid is just a monster. If you get a chance to watch him, I, I definitely check him out. I did, I did see something, um, and again, it was probably I, I didn't realize Messi had done what he did, but I think that there was a there was a commentator that that said that you know what, there's you know forget Michael Jordan, forget Tom Brady. Um, Lionel Messi is the greatest male athlete of all time, the greatest athlete of all time. And his only argument was nobody plays the other sports more than they play soccer. So, so I think his point was, like, well, you know, basketball only has a handful of people. Football only has a handful of people. 80% of the world plays soccer. That's true. So you have all these people and there's one Messi out of all of those people. Yeah, and it was an interesting argument. No, I think it is very interesting, and he's definitely got a very, very strong argument for that. He owns, you know, a number of records, and a lot of things he's done. He's the first to do this, and he's the only one to do that type of stuff. He played for the big, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and one of the best teams ever. You know, he's done it all. There's nothing else left for him to do in his sport type thing. And yeah, his hardware kind of shows that. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Jordan dominated the NBA. It was really all you had to do was dominate the NBA, right? Almost, mm-hmm. like, almost like your boy said, "Championship, champions of what?" <laughs> you know, it's an international game now, yeah. and now the best international players are playing in the NBA. So, yeah, you can say winning a championship is a world championship, but back then in the '90s, there really was no other competition, right? I think, as far as the world is considered, he probably is, or he might be the greatest male athlete ever. And also, they play a lot more soccer. Their offseason is much shorter. They play World Cup every fourth year, and then every second year, they also play the Olympics. They play a lot of soccer. Like, I don't think people realize how much soccer gets played. And then on the off years where it's not the Olympics or the World Cup, you have the qualifiers. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now, they recently were playing for country, and you're playing qualifiers to get into the World Cup or to get into the Olympics. So... They also yeah. play a ton of soccer, man, and hey. to dominate for this long is nuts. Yeah, again, it was it was a good argument. I couldn't I couldn't think like uh, what's my defense to that? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't anyway. thought about it though. Yeah, it's, again, hmm. interesting. Yeah, Breeze, I, I I think that might be it for us today, man. Unless you got something in the tub, you got nah. you got one the clip like nah oh. nah nah nah. Uh, even though he's with us in spirit man, and and, and picture. <laughs> in spirit and picture we, nah. gotta, we gotta post that somewhere nah yeah we we do i'll take a still of uh of the of the video from the youtube and, yeah. and put that up. you should you should all right man well for episode 136 uh i am pump the man to my right is breeze yeah i think we up out here bro yes sir all right.
We're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. Uh.